0: straight into things, yeah? And uh, If you want to, Mal is going to put a scripture. Lord, thank you for your people who give. Thank you, Father. We just thank you, Father, for the opportunity to be able to continue our worship, oh God. Father, in our, in our giving. I don't usually write posts on Facebook, but I was listening to a song this morning, I love, I love, I love your presence. You know that one? And I put it on Facebook, and I'm like, This is something that I'm trying to get into my own head and want it in liberty so bad. Now what if we were people of God who came giving from the get-go? That we're ready after being with God this morning or during the week. That we're not coming to church per se to get. We're coming to give. Give praise. Give thanks, give of our worship, give of our offering, give of, give of encouragement to one another, give of love, give of whatever, everything that we give. Because the reality is that when you give, you get. But we've twisted it around in short circles over the last so many years. that we, so That's why we say stuff, I didn't get a lot out of the word. I didn't get a lot out of worship because we just came to get. I want to tell you when you come to give, that's what it was like there. We weren't getting, we were giving during that worship, amen, and then, well, just a great place, thank you, Lord, make us a people of givers, oh God, just like you, Father, for God so loved the world that he gave, Lord, that your church, your people, oh God, would capture, Lord, afresh, Lord, revelation of your nature, Lord, that we would give our lives away, Lord, and as we're giving them away, we'll truly find them, Lord. Help us, Lord. We need you in this, Lord. Amen. Amen. The scripture, There is, it is. And Moses went up to God. And the Lord called, him, called to him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although all the earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. I simply just want us to... That's amazing, isn't it? And the words... (laughs) Are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. But just that first bit, Moses went up the mountain. It's like... Myrtle already said it a minute ago. It's like we went to a higher place this morning. And that's the reality that God has calling us to a higher place. He says to Moses, You know, Moses, you know what Moses' name actually means? It means draw now. And wherever God has drawn us out from, he's drawing us out into something more glorious than where we were at. His name, you can imagine Moses' life, drawn out. He's named Moses. He was drawn out of the womb into a family. He was drawn out of a small place, a place of comfort, a place of security and stability. But he was drawn out of that into a bigger environment, a bigger expression of of love. A bigger. And he was drawn out of family into the water. Do you remember? He was drawn out like from from the, the, the water of the womb to the water of the Nile. And he gets drawn out of water by Pharaoh's daughter. So here he is, drawn out of womb, drawn out of a family, drawn out of water. Always into a bigger, expansive place. Even though sometimes it doesn't look like that. Even though it's like, it's a hard place coming out of the womb, do you remember it? It's not an easy place for a mother or child to be brought out of the womb. It's not, hard. it's not easy to be drawn out of your family. It's not easy to be drawn out of a river. It's not easy to be drawn into another environment. But God's heart is to always bring us into a greater expression of who he is in our lives. He's drawn out of a small family into the courts of Egypt, the education of Egypt, the might of Egypt. And then God draws him out of the palace of Pharaoh, into a wilderness. And that wasn't easy. It was true, a murder that he committed, that God used it to bring him out into something more expansive of who he is. And it was out in the wilderness where he meets God in the bush. Do you remember the, the he's walking by and God con- the bush comes on fire, God is in the bush, he con- but the bush is not consumed and Moses sees it. And Moses does something that I think we could learn from. He took off his shoes and he bowed down. Because the way up is down in the kingdom of God. You don't enforce yourself on God. You humble yourself before God. And he exalts you. You acknowledge who he is. And he's mighty and he's great. And he will lift you up in due time. And he doesn't only draw them out of out of the womb and out of the, the family and out of the river and out of Egypt out into the out into the wilderness. Now he was he was drawn into a place with God. Then he was used to draw the people out of captivity to worship God. That God's will and plan for our lives is to draw us into places in Him. That is more expansive. Remember Moses was called up. And I believe God has called us as individuals. And as a church. Come on and seek me. I'm calling you to a place. I'm calling you to find something out about my nature and character. That will blow your mind. I will show you how big I am. I will show you how expansive my plans are. I will show you things. That, that like if you search in this world. And all the books in the world. You won't find them. But you'll find them in him if we go up. Do you remember what Moses says to Pharaoh? We all know the words, don't we? Let my people go. For what? So that we can go into the wilderness to offer sacrifice of worship to our God. He was called out. What were we called out of our darkness for? Were we called out just to come to church? where we called out just to testify, where we called out just for like ministry or Bible study, it's bigger. We're called out to come unto Him, and that when we get Him, we get everything. When we get Him, like don't sell for people, don't sell for books, don't sell their goods. But when you get Him, when you get a hold of who God is, when God gets a hold of us for and shows us who He is, something changes in everything around us. Moses, come on up. Do you know Moses was 40 years living in Egypt? 40 years in the wilderness. So he was at least 80 years of age when God says, come on up to the mountain. I looked up at them mountains. I looked at those mountains this morning. They're no little hills. They're mountains. It takes effort and energy to get up to that mountain. It takes sacrifice. It's going to cost us something to get up to that place, to let go of something so we're not carrying the weights, so that we're able to get up and say, God, here I am. And along the way, when we feel the weights on our lives or things that we hold on to, it's the, them, the way we're, the reason why we're feeling them is so that we can make a decision to either let them go or stop walking, because you won't get up to the top of the weights, And when we feel the weights, that's not an expression for us to go. I can't make it. That's for us to go. God, I can't make it in my strength anymore. But this weak person is going to say, in God, I am strong. So, Lord, will you help me to let this go? Will you help me not to carry this anymore? Why? Because there's something greater at the top of the mountain. I was praying for someone two weeks ago. In uh, Liberty Clondarkin, and, and I had a picture, and this is where this arrived from. I had a picture of a mountain. It was like a steep old mountain, and I, I prayed for a, it was a couple, and I was like, I felt that they were they were near the top, but they got stuck somewhere along the way, and what God wanted to do was was I felt just for me to give them a little push up, spur one another on, go for God, and here's part of it. That they were stopped. But listen, on the mountain of God, in your walk with God, you don't stop. You think you stop. You may stop for a while. But either you go, or you slide backwards. There's no stopping. I oh, here, I've made it to this place. It's steep. And all the digging in, you end up going back down. That's what they call backsliding. I've known that in my life. I've known where I where I plateaued, I thought I was somewhere. And you're not putting in the energy anymore. You're not putting in the effort anymore. Oh, I shall read my Bible next month. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to be the people of God. you have made it. Before you know it, you're back down near the base of the mountain. And the base of the mountain is not the worst place. At least you know you have to get up. The most deceiving place is near the top. Because you think... I have made it. You've come ministry. You've, you've done the things of God. Do you know how you know that you've peaked, you, you've peaked without getting God? You say things like this. You sure, should have heard that before. You haven't heard what he's got to say to you on top of the mountain before. <laughs> you might hear what man has to say before, but you haven't heard. That's why you keep going for him. Oh, I don't need it anymore. I don't need the fellowship. I don't need the word. I don't need the study. I don't need the pray. Need... You find yourself, you don't even say them words, but you're doing them words. That's the dangerous place. But God would say, come on. Moses goes all the way, all the way up. He said, because he was desiring the, the to see God's glory. God, show me who you are. There was a wanting in him. There has to be a wanting in us. There has to be a fresh wanting in us. For want more. I want to see more. I want to know more. I want to hear more. I want to, I want to experience you more, Lord. I want to know you. I want to know you, Lord. That God wants to give us a gift of hunger. He wants to stir something up in us that, like, we go, Lord, I can't wait to get the kids to bed just to be with you. I can't wait to leave the prayer meeting, like to do, look at Telly, know what to be with you. He will give you something that's like insatiable, that when you get him, it satisfies you, put the leaves of dissatisfaction, which makes you want more. He would like that. I'd like that. I want that. He wants to give that to us. And he goes up to the top of the mountain. You know what he says to Moses? There's a place for you next to me, there's a place for you and you. So God says, I have a place reserved just for you. Do you ever walk into a restaurant and you've reserved a table and you put a little thing on it reserved? God bless you if you did. Doesn't it make you feel a bit special? You're walking through and people are waiting at the door and you're like... (whistles) Or the waiter just goes, this way, sir. See you guys. It's to make you feel like, man, there's something important about my personhood. No, they don't know you rang in a couple of hours earlier. God has reserved a place designed for you. If you make the effort to go there, he will show you who he is and in turn, you will know who you are. Everybody's looking to find themselves. When you find him, you find you. You get to know who you really are. What you were really made for was for him. You look at it through the scriptures Abraham, give him, give him new land. Give him your descendants. Count the stars, your descendants will be more numerous than them. And all of that he says to Abraham Abraham, I am your reward. You keep going until you get him. No, you don't go. Some people go and get ministry and they stop. Some people go and get healed and they stop. Some people go and get delivered and they stop. Some people go and get words of prophecy and they stop. But that's supposed to be an encouragement to keep going after the one who gave all that stuff. Abraham, I'm your reward. The Levites, the priests in the the Old Testament, they didn't get land. you know why God says, I'm your land. I'm your country. When you have me, you have it all. I own it all. David, when he sinned with Bathsheba, he says, God, the one thing he says to God, it wasn't, don't take the palace, don't take the money, don't take the prestige away from me. He says, Lord, whatever you do, do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Because what was worth more to him was the one who he had encountered on numerous occasions. Moses went up and he gave him the place that was reserved for him. God went by him, he says the Lord, the Lord, gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger, abound in love, forgiven, wickedness and rebellion from one generation to the next. God showed him his nature, he showed him His who he was, I'm the God, the Lord, the Lord, that word Lord means the creator of everything that was ever created, so that's who I am Moses, I'm slow to anger. Abounding in love. Moses needed to know this about God because he was going to go back down the mountain where everyone he'd brought out of Egypt were backsliding and worshipping golden calves. He had to experience God to be able to go down and say to him, he's slow to anger. He's abounding in love. He forgives wickedness and rebellion from one generation to another generation. And Moses comes out of the cleft of the rock and he falls on the ground. What does he do? He bows down and worships God. He bows down that every revelation is to be a result of worship. Leads us into worship. Grows our worship. We understand things. And the call of God is come on to me. Come on to me. And if you go on to him, that you will will experience all throughout this year as Robin and myself has been praying. Any word that I have got has been about come on up has not it rob? It's like he gave me a picture, I was lying on the ground in my in a, my I think it was my house, I'm lying on my back and I seen a picture of an attic door. And the, I says, Lord, an attic door. The Lord says, Come on up. I want to show you things. I want you to experience things. Come on up. Everything is about going up. Everything the Bible tells us that we are seated in heavenly places. That you are you are you are the only creature created that is in two places at once. You're here in this realm, and then you're here in that realm. And we know a lot about this realm, don't we? We know, we know worship from this realm, we know the word of God from this realm. We know pain from this realm. We know all types of things. We're experts at this realm. But God wants us to be knowledgeable of the other realm that we are seated in. I've read so many books, or I haven't read them, that's a lie now. I have seeing so many books being given so many books of the culture reaching the culture of this world and all the, all the time is about the culture, world, the culture of this world the culture of this world the culture of your city the 21st century postmodernism, you name it it's all there and I realized in it all that I could know everything about this culture and be ignorant to the culture that I live in I could be ignorant and I'm ignorant to the kingdom of God that's our culture and if you get a hold of that culture, it will affect this culture. It will invade this culture, impact this culture, impact and change this culture. If we know who we are in Christ Jesus. So in all you're doing, in all you're getting, get him. It's work. I have to tell you. It's already established because you're there in Christ Jesus already. You're in him. But it's work. We're encouraging the scriptures to labor, to rest. We have to work to rest. What's that all about? Does that confuse you? I'm tired of thinking about that. Work to rest when you know who you are. I found this year I've wrestled more to stay in rest than any other year of my life. Because there's so many things that want to pull you out of God. You have to wrestle thoughts. You have to wrestle with things. You have this, why? Because you've experienced him at the top of the mountain and you realize the wrestling is worth getting, it's worth wrestling to get into the rests because you've experienced the rest. We all wrestle. We wrestle to get somewhere. Some people walk to work, but walk to walk Wrestle to rest. Wrestle with the things. Wrestle with the temptations. Wrestle. And I'm not saying I've won every time. I want to let you in on something. I haven't. There's been many a count. I got counted out many a times. One, two, three. You're out now. But there's something in you. The indestructible seed of God is in you when you're born again. And you may have got counted out a hundred times, but that indestructible seed bounces back up again. I'm getting up. I'm gonna go. I see that mountain. I'm gonna climb up. I see the baggage. One day I'm gonna get up to that top with nothing on. Uh, not nothing on. Nothing on me. That would be a weird trek of the mountain, Nolly. I'm telling you, it's a glorious place. I'm telling you, it's rest. Fall in love with Jesus. I was talking to a good pastor friend of mine, and I wasn't being stupid, and I knew what I was doing. He says, I said, how are you doing? He goes, I'm up to that. He says, you need to get into the presence of God a bit more, brother. I goes, what are you saying I'm not praying? He says, no. I'm saying you're not resting. God, see when you rest, stress seems to go out the door. Until I take it back up. Then I realise I'm out of rest. And I wrestle with that again. To give it back to God. That's why I'm saying it's work. but it's work that's worthy. It's work that liberates us. It's work that enables us to sleep at night. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it allows us to put the things at Jesus' feet. It's worth it. It's worth it because there's a light in your eye. You're hearing God. You're knowing God. And you think that that stuff is just for Moses. Listen to what it says about Moses. What Paul says. He says, the glory that Moses had fades. Can you imagine these young Jewish boys? Like, say, Peter, James, and John. Fishermen, and they're reading the Old Testament. They're going to Imagine. Imagine. What it was like for Moses up the mountain. That God calls him up and he makes his way up. He's 80 plus years of age, John. Oh my goodness, he was determined to get there. To let go of all the, the baggage of murdering somebody. He had to let go of the baggage of running out on his family, oh, running out on his country, let, had to let go of all of that stuff. But he was determined. He gets up and, God, God, this is a place for you. And he puts his hand. He covers him in the rock. The Lord, the Lord, the grace of God. The then he comes out, falls on the ground, worship All that stuff. And can you imagine what it was like? Can you imagine them thinking it was like a one-off? Then one day Jesus says to them, Peter, James and John, come on with me. He brings them up what we call the Mount of Transfiguration. He brings them up. Are you hearing me? He brings them up. He says, come on up with me. There's a place up here. And when they get up there, Jesus is transfigured. That His face is glowing. His clothes are more gleaming than the sun in the sky. And Moses is there. Hello. And Elijah is there. And God the Father speaks. Can you imagine that they were thinking? Imagine ever experiencing that, James and John. And one day they're in it. We read in the Bible or we read in books or we hear stories or whatever and we go, Isn't it great for them? I oh, only love that to be me. Here's the invitation. It is you, you great big beautiful thing. It is you. It is you. He's calling you, and you know who gets God? Those who want them. You get God as much as you want them. I'm praying God gift us with hunger. That your people that we 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 are truly those people who know their god because those who know their god are strong and will do great exploits according to Daniel, you will be strong you want to be strong how can you be climbing up a mountain how can you be wrestling how can you be working to get to god and be strong it's like a contradiction how can you climb up a mountain and be strong those who know their god are strong And we'll do great exploits. Finish room with Moses. There's loads of going up. If you sacrifice, if we put in the effort, the energy, waiting on Jesus, seeking Jesus, you will be rewarded. Sacrifice is always preceded by revelation. Abraham takes his son, Isaac, up the mountain. Up Mount Moriah. Look it up in, in geography, it's amazing. Up Mount Moriah. Glory. The provision of God is made Up on the mountain. Sacrifice. Solomon builds his first temple. Well the first temple by Solomon was built. Up on the same place Mount Moriah. But there was sacrificed to get the mountain. What happened when, this mountain, when the sacrifice was done. And the temple was built. The glory of God came. There's another mountain. Called Golgotha. On Mount Moriah. was a sacrifice of the Son of God so that we get the glory. It's prepared for us. God was the highest point of of, of, the, of on around Mount Moriah. Jerusalem. He wanted the Romans, wanted everyone to see it was like a stage. If you rebel against us, you end up there on a cross. He went up so that we could go up. He hung on the cross so that we could have entrance into the, into the very heavenly places that we're seated in. And it's yours and it's mine. Let's pray. I, I can't pray this into anybody. Tomorrow I'll have to wrestle. You know, on the morning, sometimes your wrestle is not against flesh and blood, it's against duvets and pillows. You know what I'm saying? Some days it's awful. You wrestle with the thoughts and the pain. God, if you give us strength, we'll wrestle through them to get to you. We'll sacrifice our own feelings, our own wants. Say, Jesus, I know if I get a hold of you, all these things get added onto me. Help us, Lord. Gift us with hunger today. Gift us with a wanton God, a desire. Like when, I know when I first got saved, nothing kept me from him. Nothing. And you get churched and you, good stuff, but it's not the mountaintop. Those mountaintops with God will keep you in the valleys of battle. But Lord, we want you. You go to the mountaintop without any any agenda other than him. You go to the mountaintop, with no prayer requests, no prayer lists, they're all for another place. God, will you be my reward? Jesus, I want to seek you first, the King and the Kingdom, the King of Righteousness, and everything I need will be added on. I'm not coming with the add-ons to get you, and then you. It's you, Lord, even if I don't get the add-ons. Give us that desire, Lord. Give us that hunger. Give us that hunger. Just you talk to the Lord. Just ask Him. This week, can I give you a bit of encouragement? This week, read in Luke chapter 9 and 10 where you were brought up to the Mount Transfiguration. And meditate on the Word. That's what the Bible says, to meditate on the Word. It says in the Psalms, when I look into your law, I will see incredible things. When I look into your word, you will show me. And read, if you will. Read when they went up to the Mount Transfiguration. And put yourself there. That's what meditation is. Put yourself there in the Word. Imagine walking up with James, Peter, and John. Imagine being one of them. Imagine looking at Jesus. Imagine open your mind, your heart up to what and your imagination up to what they were feeling, what they were seeing. Meditate on going up. Lord, we wait on you for something new right now in each of our hearts. Myrtle said it. We felt the Lord. Didn't we feel it? There was an ascension in the worship. How do we access that place? Worship, praise, meditation, the Word of God. Honoring them." sacrificing something to get to him. I'm serious about you, Jesus. Forgive me, Lord, for hanging on to the things that I've held on, that's held me down. Lord, would you refresh your people right now for the walk ahead, for the climb ahead, for the experiencing of God for moving up into the place where we're, we're already seated. That's already Our seat is already there. We're already there. We're just going to meet ourselves there. We're going to meet you there, Lord. Now, Lord, we would know the Lord, the Lord, gracious and compassionate God, the God who is slow to anger, abounding in love, forgiving sin and weakness. Rebellion from one generation to another generation. Lord, genera- generational stuff, Lord God, that lasts us four and five generations gets broken off and blessing is released to thousands of generations. Finishing with this, there should be another picture. I don't know which way it's going to come out. I showed my. I was walking yesterday. I was on the phone. I was walking down outside my door up to my neighbours and back. And uh, I'm talking away. We're talking about... Things of God, and I spots this little purple flower. I said to you, man, hang on a minute. And I held him and I took a picture. And I feel that's for people today. Look where it's grown. It's not in a beautiful manicured garden, it's in the middle of a rock, cement, and brick, a hard place. The wind probably caught a seed. The seed fell in the hard place. The wind caught it. The wind dropped the seed. But the seed didn't die. It blossomed. Believe God wants to say to people, yet you've been in a hard place. But trust Him. You will blossom. You will see the beauty that God had intended for your life. Blossom. Like the wind of God that will blow upon you the water of God will rain upon you so that that seed that he has birthed in you, you will see some type of blooming and fruit coming out of that. I mean, you just have every eye closed. Mine is closed, so I, I don't do this for me, honestly. Two things. Firstly, this one. You feel, yeah, God just, got a feel in the heart place and I don't feel I'm going to grow. I don't feel, I feel the opposite. God says you're going to blossom. Even in the desert places He makes springs come out springs of water spring up. Even in deserts. Would you just reach your hand up to take a hold of that word? Because I, I just was so aware that there's so many things preached and declared and, and I realized God just said you have to take them. You have to take the promises. You have to reach up by faith and go, no, that's mine. There's giants and fortified cities and hills and rugged places in the promised land. And he says, it's yours, but go and take that. What I've said is yours. Don't passively sit by and let these things just linger in in the air somewhere. You take it as yours. Just take and pull it back down, Lord. I'm trusting you. And then as a body of people, from that seated place where you are right now, that's been my position all year. The Lord has learned me from the beginning of the year. I sent Rob praying, "Sit down, son. I'm a walker. I pray. I'm a, I'm a tongue speaker. I pray. The Lord says, just sit down, son. Force sit down. That's your position. Heavenly places. See it in the victory of Jesus. That's where we all are. If you're a believer." Not a believer just ask him to come into your life right now Jesus come in I'm yours I hear you knocking and open the door and he'll come in your sins will be forgiven and the kingdom of God will come and you will truly live it's up to you to say come on in then the Bible says you're seated in the victory of Jesus as we all are from that place it's in your heart to do this you stand up as a symbolic of Jesus I want to go to that place with you I'm there but I'm also in this realm I'm on earth but you said I'm seated in heavenly places it's established there Lord and I want to establish I want to be in right alignment with what you already say you just stand up as a symbolic before Jesus I want to go on the climb I want to be drawn out of my place I don't know how I'm going to get out but Lord if you draw me out I'll come out Lord Lord So Lord, here's your people. You always take this stuff serious, Jesus. You don't mess with this stuff, Lord. Holy Spirit, you don't go, look at, yeah, I know, they're not. You take this as serious as our prayer for salvation. We aligned ourselves with the cross all that Jesus done, the resurrection saved, that's what the Bible says. Now we're doing this in another way. We're saying, Lord, will you take each one of us to those higher places that you want us to be. Give her strength. Give her strength. Put your hand on the shoulder beside you. Give her strength. Just Release strength upon that person. Courage. Courage. Courage released. Excitement released. Expectations. Grow. Every stunted place of your expectation, I break it in the name of Jesus. And I release you to dream again. I release you to go after the things of God. I release you to go after the King of Kings. The backpacks that need to be let go, I pray for courage and strength to unleash your Just release yourself. going after Jesus. I hear you today, Lord. I've heard you today. Not only today. I'm only saying what he's probably after being speaking to you already. So, Lord, today I come into alignment with where I truly am seated in Christ. And I'm saying, Lord, I'm going there. Take me there. Release worship inside of me that I've never had before. Release praise. Lord, when I come before you tomorrow, today, Lord, I pray, Lord God, as I sit in your presence, that, Lord, you would come and meet every one of us. That's what you told me. Tell them to go and sit with you and you'll meet them. And you will take them to where you will take us to where we need to be. So, Lord, we place ourselves, Lord, as those people that we talked about, sacrifice. Lord, Romans 12 says that, Lord, that we lay ourselves down now as living sacrifices. There's no Abraham dragging me up a mountain. There's no Romans dragging me up a mountain. There's No pastor manipulating me, no preacher manipulating me to a mountain. I willingly lay myself down right now, Lord, as a living sacrifice. Holy and pleasing unto God. This is my act of worship. And I pray Lord as we lay down that your glory and your fire would come Lord. And enthuse us and infuse us to seek you and search for you. Lord when we seek you and search for you we will find you. I bless your people. I say over your life. The reality of this. The Lord does bless you and keep you. That's why we're all still here. And he does cause his face to shine upon you. He's not turning away from you or me. And he does lift his countenance upon you. And he grants you right now. Wholeness, completeness and prosperity. Which he calls shalom. I release it into your life. My life. Our families. Our community. Our nation. In Jesus name. I pray that as you see him. That you will hear God. Say to you, like he said to Moses, now I want you to go. Here's your assignment. Go. And you'll not only find him, but you'll find your purpose in him, in Jesus' name.